All right, folks, welcome on back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly. You know, the ghosts are all around, as you know. Uh, We're joined by a great guest, you know what I mean? She's been on the show a handful of times in the past, and even more in the future. We can see into the future. Psychic abilities. Uh, Cynthia, welcome to the show again. Hey, hello. Always a pleasure. Yes. We have the great Ray with us, as usual. Always a pleasure, Ray. A pleasure's all mine. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. You know, today we got a real fun episode. This is a fun one because when I talk to people that don't get down with paranormal, this is something they actually believe is a real thing. You know what I mean? These psych- psychic vampires, you know what I mean? These just, these, these, it's, they're just kind of like people that are almost, you know, from, from what, from, from the outsider opinion, you know, it's one of those, you know, negative folks to kind of drain your energy and take your, take your positivity type deal. And, uh, you know, we all work in art form type stuff. And there's a lot of that in the art forms, you know what I mean? In the old art mediums out there and in life in general. Um, so that's why we thought today, let's kick it into gear with talking about, you know, psychic vampires, emotional vampires, energy vampires of all kind. You know what I mean? Uh, anything out there going around draining your power source, you know what I mean? Which goes all the way back to the good old Bella Lugosi days and beyond of just ah, popping the fangs in the neck and draining you out. You know what I mean? Uh, now, when did you guys first come come across the old psychic vampire deal? Uh, me, probably, I don't know, 45, 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's quite a distance. Um, I know that I can't, you know, I've only maybe six, seven, eight years maybe with it for me. Um. Uh, Jertai, the, the world famous Jertai, told said this phrase to me, psychic vampire. And I said, oh shit. Uh, he was describing somebody we knew. Uh, we had to stake him and put him, put him out of his misery, of course. That's what you do with psychic vampires. Um, but Cindy Lou, where did you, the, 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 this is new, new for you? This is kind of new for me. Yeah. I was picked on as a kid and being called a vampire type looking person. But I remember in like a previous life, I was working at a nightclub and I was in the dressing room and someone made reference to somebody else as a psychic vampire. And I got it. I understood, (laughs) you know, I got, I got it. And I think, um, I, I, I think I, even wondered if I was one and I Googled it and I have symptoms, but I'm not fully a psychic vampire. You haven't fully turned yet? No, I can't. Blood just doesn't do it for me. I just, I pass out when I'm getting blood. It's just not, it's not my thing, (laughs) but I get it. She's been drinking (laughs) garlic milkshakes to keep keep it away. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I think everybody kind of, like I said, this is one of those fun ones that even people that will, don't believe in ghosts believe in stuff like this because it's just like out there. You know what I mean? You see it every day. 
It's like normalized. I mean, isn't it? uh, Who is it? Fox? What's her name? Um, Megan Fox and and Machine Gun. They're like, hey, listen, we love each other and we're going to drink each other's blood. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, okay, guys. Cool. It's like normal. (laughs) They're like big. They're big shocking our people. I think that I think Machine Gun Gally's trying to be a rock star that people will talk about when he's gone. But unfortunately, the talent's not there for people to talk to to want to talk about him when he's gone. So it's just going to be kind of a, a clown show, a little bit of a shit show while he's alive. And he's very weird. And there's always that talk of like the higher enchilant of entertainers being Illuminati and being Satan worshippers and stuff. And it does tie into that. And the fun thing that I will say about that is um, Travis Barker, for anybody that knows uh, about any of those Hollywood conspiracy deals, ultra success, when, um, you know, like Kanye West talked about how he he had to, he, he like sacrificed his mother for fame, her life. Now, he didn't kill her, but she died around the time that he blew up. And in interviews, he, you know, he might just be getting real metaphorical with it and getting really deep with it because he is kind of a deep speaker. But, uh, you know, he's kind of he, he said that he sacrificed his mother for fame, whether that is just not giving his mother attention that you should give your mother or whatever. And, you know, kind of leaving her in the dust to go get a, a big career or whatever, whether he means that or if he means legitimately was like bloodshed type deal uh but i don't think it was a bloodshed type vibe but uh with travis barker man he like he survived that plane crash which is always very interesting where him and a dj am the only two people that survived a plane crash all right um dj am unfortunately died uh maybe a year or two after this after surviving this with because i think opioids i think he had a pill problem um, but Travis, so right there, you could almost say that there are some crazy deals made. You've got surviving the crash, and then out of the two survivors, the two biggest entities, uh, energies, if you will, personalities, you know, if you will, I, I assume that, that when you entertain people, there's got to be a little more shine to you, I feel, if there, you have that value in the world, you know what I mean, so to speak, and because you are making people, you're releasing them, making people feel emotions, so I think there's a little something to that. So I don't know. I was I always thought that was super dark, um, weird, and super weird. And now he is huge and doing weird, weird things. And he comes off. They they push that like Jay Z. I know used to push the Illuminati thing. Um, Jay Z is like even an old name now. People even do people talk about Jay Z anymore. Now you know we're talking about getting old earlier, right before the cameras started, feeling like we're getting old. And my goodness, when Jay-Z is no longer in the spotlight, I feel very old from just hearing that. I thought he would be like an 80-year-old dude still rocking that crooked New York hat, people being like, he's fly as hell. You know what I mean? But I guess you don't You don't last that long. But uh, to jump in back into the psychic vampire deal, um, a real rough description for anybody out there that isn't quite hip to psychic vampires or energy vampires. You know, it's a creature in folklore said to feed off the life force of other living creatures. The term can also be used to describe a person who gets increased energy around other people, but leaves those other people exhausted or drained of energy. Psychic vampires are uh, represented in the occult beliefs of various cultures and in fiction. So 
you know, you could take the, it definitely has a negative aspect to it where there's that, but it almost has, which is still probably kind of negative, but you know, the same way that say like a party animal would be the devil. It almost has a little bit of that. Cause if you're partying along with the party animal, you're going to lose your energy to them, so to speak in their, their, their actions. You know what I mean? So life force is also a great Toby Hooper horror film out there. Uh, the kind that is, is, is space vampires instead of psychic vampires. But uh, what do you guys think of what I just said? There, you think it's something? Uh, before we dive deeper, off the off, just right off the top, you think this is something more folklorish, or you think there might be a little bit of uh, a little truth to something like this? Well, uh, I'll jump in on that one. Um... <clears throat> you've got energy centers in your body. I mean, a whole body is an electrical system. There's an energy field. And they actually did experiments and have proven that you give off an energy field. It extends three feet around you. Uh, They did it by getting a room that blocked everything out and then measuring the energy that the person gives off. So if you're taking a look at you've got an energy field that runs... Let's say, yeah, yeah, they measure three feet out from you, and you bump into somebody, your energy fields merge. If you're a taker, you start absorbing their energy. So is the potential there uh, for it to be real? I would say definitely it's, it's real. Can someone control it? They could probably learn to control it. I would say that's, that's real. Yeah. And people sometimes unknowingly uh, admit to it. I mean, they walk into a room and they meet somebody and they don't feel comfortable around them and all of this stuff's going through them. Well, that person, basically, their energy fields don't match. They're bouncing off each other and the energy's not good and that person can drain that, that, that energy right out of the person, whether on purpose or just by accident. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, Cindy, you got anything you want to add to that yeah, I think all of us can probably say that we've been around people that just take the breath out of us. You know, it's just like one thing after another. Um, even like sometimes when I'm checking out at Walmart or the grocery store or whatever, the person that's checking me out, it's, I can just feel them needing to take something from me or just like bad vibes. And, and I definitely am more cautious of, um, what company I keep, you know, in my old age, that's for sure. But I think that there's something to be said too about physically, the act of physically taking um, life force from people like, you know, the idea of vampires are real. They're real. They've been documented. Um, There was that Elizabeth, Oh, what was it? Bartholomew. Was it? She's like a duckhead. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and she what she killed, I think in her diaries, it was like 650 little girls, you know, and she drank their blood. And so that sounds crazy. But now if you fast forward to 2022, we have the Kardashians promoting blood facials, right. you know, so that's like scientifically proven that you can take your blood in the plasma and others and inject it into your skin and give it a health, healthy, youthful glow. That's science. So my question is, who told 
Elizabeth, you know, what did they call her? The blood countess, yeah. you know, who told her that in 1510? Um, how'd she know that? So there is an evil out there that has somehow infected these people. And I, and I don't know if it's genetic, um, but it's, I mean, was she from Transylvania? And that's like where I think that's traditionally what we say vampires come from, right? Right. Yeah. From Vlad. 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 It's weird. It's, um, yeah, it is, it's very interesting. You do wonder kind of who told her, you know, when I think of it, I assume, you know, I, there's always like that, that dungeon magician that, that, that kind of works for every castle, you know what I mean? And that's who I would imagine would be like, well, you know, so-and-so did this. And I think at the even with Kardashians at the height of when you're at the top of the world, I think you, you, you have your people look into old stuff, people that might've been in your place a hundred years ago, you know, a thousand years ago and kind of almost, uh, they model, you know, they kind of build themselves up to be that person almost, which is kind of weird because it's almost like a rebirth of that person, which is kind of like really shit we talk about on here. When you think about it, it's almost like they become possessed by that person and their actions and they kind of follow in suit. But it's very, yeah, it's very interesting stuff. Yeah, and we glorify the behavior. Like right. we're sickos too. And we get hocus pocus, yes. you know, the whole, the, them sucking the essence out of the little kid. That's a nice way to put it, you know, but they glorify it's a box hit box box blast was it a uh, box um you know superstar but that film is is still it, it's still as popular as it was um you know when it came out remaking it getting a remake as we speak they, it's a rumor is it a rumor can you uh, confirm the that focus focus film mcgarris i think said it he's the original the guy he's not a part of the reboot but i think he said it was going down People love that movie. I remember as a kid loving that movie, too. That goes into the whole thing of, like, you know, Ouija boards and the Parker Brothers vibe, where it's like you're being shown all this weird stuff <laughs> as a kid getting pushed on you type vibe. I wonder, I, Mike, I got a question where it's like, Ray, did you have something you wanted to say? Well, I was going to say, there were legends of vampires uh, that's worldwide. Mm. Some of them go back thousands of years, and they're not all blood drinkers. Right. And some some countries, particularly when you go in the far east, uh, some of them would drink blood, but others drink your prana or your life force. So those lessons of those uh, legends have been around for thousands of years. So I'd say there's something to them. Otherwise, why would they persist? Yeah. All of all of this time, and why would some uh, really strange people right now start embracing it, unless it actually did something? Yeah, it's uh, it's either a dark art type deal or they're going for that shock value. You know what I mean? Uh, if you can, I mean, if if you talk about people casting spells and projecting energy and projecting yeah. uh, something, they can also that same person can also turn it around and draw that energy out of something, out of someone. So it's a two way street, and that's where you get that uh, psychic vampire. Yeah. Well, I believe that within like entertainment and celebrity, I mean, there's probably a group, a half of them or half of them just think it's, you know, mumbo jumbo, whatever. And they just play the part because it's entertaining. And then there's the other half that actually really believe it. You know what I mean? And they believe that, you know, there's something out there that if they can join up with it, that they'll, 
you know, be remembered forever type deal. Oh, yeah. Celebrity, celebrity forever. <laughs> Which is, you know, I, I assume to be the most important thing to, like a Kardashian, if they're, if they, you know, celebrity is everything to them, you know. For sure. You know, and that, that, celeb- really, celebrity, being a celebrity is really just praise. You know what I mean? Like when you think about it, it's just a bunch of people wishing they were you, so to speak, or just so enamored in the train wreck that it is that they have to watch. But either way, they're, they're, all their attention's on you. You know, I think they're, that's what they're addicted to. You know, like if it was to, if that went away, you know, we've talked about Facebook in the past with how people get to kind of speak their mind and have an opinion. You know what I mean? It's kind of a catch-22 deal, but it's like if you were to, if you were to give somebody that that open field of of letting them feel like their opinion mattered, and then kind of take it away, then they'd go into a depression because, like, they even though it was all fake to begin with, so to speak, or like not really materialist, you know, not really like, uh, you know, substance, but or real, like a, like the Corys, Feldman yeah. and Ham in the eighties. I mean, they got up in front of everybody and like were abused. Mm-hmm. by these celebrities and everybody is like yeah okay and even with monica Lewinsky, she's like 20 years old and she's under the president's desk and everybody's like slut shaming her and we're not like hey this 50 year old man has this 20 year old girl under his desk and that's okay let's slut shame her yeah. you know he's it's 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 just that and and the problem is is we're all okay with it it's been claims accepted are, claims are so crazy you have to be okay with it it'll do, do you'll be done away with it's a weird vibe, but yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And you know that whole Monica Lewinsky thing uh, was happening in every, you know, <laughs> every like political building across the world. Um, it's just happened. It just happened to be they they got caught, and uh, somebody. It was more valuable to put it out than to keep it. That's all it really was. But he was glorified. I mean, he's still one of the most popular presidents. And she is an embarrassment, I guess, you know. That's, that's manipulation of the media. They made him out to be. They made him it. out to be great. And we were all, we all knew the content, though. And we were okay yeah. with it. The same thing with the Corys, like, and they turned to drugs because right. they had to numb the fact that nobody cared. They're like, hey, there's a whole child sex trafficking ring, killing kids, drinking their blood. And everybody's like, yeah, okay, sure. Let's make a movie about it, you know, and yeah. all the while it's still happening to this day. It's a dark deal. You know what I mean? The Corey th- I heard a Corey interview recently where he was talking about how, um, you know, these kids like Haim who get lost up, get caught up in it and got and like die or really turn into like really go, go south. It's because their family wasn't in it, which was an interesting point. Cause he's like, you know, if you got, brothers, sisters, parents, uncles, aunts that are in the business, you know, if you're going through a slow, if you're doing really great and then next year you're doing awful, you'll have, you have people you can talk to that'll be like, that's just the business. Like give it a couple of years. You'll probably be back on top or back in a good place again. So like, that's where the difference is where a kid who doesn't have family in it, they just go, fuck, I had everything and now it's over. And they don't know the future. They don't know how the business works. So that's when they get caught up in like suicidal drugs, like just hoping, you know, when they do drugs to the point of like it's suicide and they just don't want to tie up a noose or load a gun, but they're like aiming to die. You know what I mean? Which I think Haim, unfortunately, was that. 
And the unfortunate thing about drugs and shit like that is like, even if you go through a period of depression where you, you heavy, heavily medicate to get through that weird deal, even if you get through that weird deal, the, that fucking addiction is still there heavy as hell for like, when you got to deal with that after the fact. So like, you have a lot of that too. And it's a lot to dig yourself out of. Yeah. Um, people are self-medicating because evil people are doing things to them. They can't deal with it. That's why the court... That's why the Corys were the Lost Boys, because they had all those psychic vampires around, and it was awful. But also, if if you take a look at the victims, they're having a, they're having, they're being uh, physically, mentally abused, but they're having the life sucked out of them. Right. Their self-worth, who they are, uh, their own power to be somebody is all taken away from them. Yeah. And yeah, that that's that's a form of vampirism that you're stealing their energy, their identity. You know, terms used to describe the substance or essence that psychic vampires take or receive from others include energy, life force, vitality. There is no scientific or medical evidence supporting this existence uh, of the bodily or psychic energy they allegedly drain. So in the same sense that you could go and say it's a negative vibe, somebody who's negative, what do you guys think about almost a positive vampire deal where like, you know, like love, let's say, love's a very beautiful thing, high energy, you're giving a lot of yourself to that other person. So it's it's still the passing off of energy, but it's more of a beautiful thing as opposed to a negative thing. What do you guys think of that? Definitely. I think everything has polarity in the universe that's been proven. And I, I myself find in, in just myself, you know, that it, it, you spread your energy, you know what I mean? You can, uh, definitely on my high moments, um, especially at work and stuff, you know, you, you spread the energy and you, you just find the right words for people to, to get themselves going and lift themselves up. And at the same time, I mean, that's where I am now, but I can also reverse myself to 15 years ago and say that when I was at work, my comments were negative and gossipy and attacking, you know? Um, and so I just learned to, you. that's why I said, you know, when, when, when you were like, hey, the topic is psychic vampires, I was like, oh, let me just Google this. <laughs> See yeah, yeah. if I am one, I, I guess, you know, and I just like use my powers for good. You were, we could say, with guest, psychic vampire herself. You know what I mean? Real deal. We got a live one on the show today. I'll take the test. Send it over. (laughs) Blood sample. Right. What do you think of that? You think there's, you think, even though it's a lot, you know, love energy, you think that you would still consider that a psychic vampire, even though it was more of a positive taking of energy? I'd say if it's a, if you're dealing with the positive, then you are generating a feel. You're not doing anything that a vampire would do. You're not giving. What you're doing is you're sharing energy and you're putting energy out there. Yeah. So it's not really being a vampire. But you're taking, you would take, you, you, there, there's a give and take with, you know, you, you give and take love in a relationship. You know what I mean? Hope, I guess what you would go with is saying that the love that you give is replaced by the love that you take, right? Something like that, maybe? Um, I'm thinking that if you have two people that love each other, yeah, when they bring their energy together, mm-hmm. they, re- they reinforce and build their energy up to an even higher level. 
So they're, they're, it's a constructive, it's a building thing. It's a magnifying energy. Yeah. They grow, they grow stronger. Uh, and it's voluntarily giving it. So when those two, co- when those two come together, there's an explosion of positive energy. And it just builds up. So I see, I, I don't know, I still see it as the opposite of being a vampire. Because, uh, you're not willfully taking, you're sharing and you're giving. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, def- definitely more of a positive take. Uh, exchange. Now, the term energy vampire is also used metaphorically to refer to people whose influence leaves a person feeling exhausted, unfocused, and depressed without ascribing uh, the phenomenon to a psychic interference. <laughs> you know? Dion Fortune... Uh, wrote a psychic uh, parasitism in relation to vampirism as early as 1930 in her book, Psychic Self-Defense. Fortune considered psychic vampirism a combination of psychic and psychological pathology and distinguished between uh, what she considered to be true psychic vampirism and mental conditions that produce similar symptoms. For the latter, she named foil and dukes, a similar phenomena. Now, the foiled dukes, also known as a shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder, is a psychiatric syndrome in which symptoms of a delusional belief and sometimes hallucinations are transmitted from one individual to another. That's an interesting take. (laughs) Let's rock and roll. Now, the term psychic (laughs) vampire was popularized in the 1960s by Anton LaVey. Everybody knows Anton LaVey, the leader of the Church of Satan. LaVey wrote on the topic in his book, The Satanic Bible, and claimed to have coined the term. I heard he did that a lot, though. LaVey used psychic vampire to mean a spiritually or emotionally weak person who drains vital energy from the other people. Adam Paffrey likewise attributed the term to LaVey in an introduction to the Devil's Notebook. LeVay was definitely kind of like a star fucker, if you will. I know he always tried to hang out with, you know, like Sammy Davis Jr. was a Satanist. Um, Jane Mansfield, I believe, was a Satanist. Like, I mean, there's, a, you know, there's pictures of him with a lot of, like, Hollywood elitists of the time. But I think he was kind of like a weird snake oil salesman type dude that just wanted to, like, hang out with him. Um, and I believe LeVay in the end, I could be wrong. I think he like regretted, I think like on his deathbed, he had one of those, I'm a false prophet type things. I think, but I could be wrong. Do you know anything about that, Ray or Cindy? Uh, no, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too knowledgeable on him. Just the bare basic facts type stuff. Um, a, a very, a very interesting dude. I think he was just kind of. He was just somebody who wanted to be liked, I think, at the end of the day. But aren't we all? Now, the English singer-songwriter Peter Hamill credits his erstwhile van der Graaf generator colleague, violinist Graham Smith, with uh, coining the term energy vampires in the 1970s in order to describe uh, intrusive, overzealous fans. That's funny. Hamill included a song of the na- uh, same name in his 1978 album, The Future Now. Not to be confused with The Future Is Now, the nonfiction underground banger. Uh, 
that's very interesting that he called his fans um, energy vampires. I think that's very funny. <laughs> he, he was a bad celebrity. He was one of those people you don't want to meet. You know what I mean? He seems like a real dingleberry. Um, very unfortunate for his fans, you know what I mean? But, you know, the violinists do have the wildest fans out there right here. Now, in terms of energy vampire and psychic vampire, they have been used as synonyms in Russia since the fall of the Soviet Union as part of the occult revival. Ray, what do you know about the occult, the occult revival in Russia? Anything? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Not le- Well, I don't know. When was the time of uh, Madame Blavatsky? Do you know when she was? No. Going back a while, though, I'm sure. I think, I mean, uh, she did the secret doctrine, but uh, no, I can't, I can't pin that uh, cult revival in Russia down. Hmm. In 2019, an American comedy horror television series, What We Do in the Shadows, and I'm going to go on, I'm going to say something very controversial and say that's a very overrated movie and TV show, uh, includes the character Colin Robinson, a metaphorical and literal energy vampire who drains people's life forces by being boring and frustrating. There you go. Um, I think we've all met folks like that too. I think that's like the, an annoy, like the annoyance people that uh, drain. That's kind of what that dude was talking about with the energy vampires. I feel his fans calling. Can we call? Can we call the fans of mostly ghostly energy vampires? Can we start that up? In a lovingly, in a loving way, of course. You know what I mean. We got nothing but love. Now, vampire subculture, of course. Uh, sociologists such as Mark Benek and A. Asbjorn John have identified a subculture of people who present themselves as vampires. John has noted that uh, enthusiasts of the vampire subculture emulate traditional psychic vampires and that they describe preying upon life force and preying energy. Prominent figures in the uh, subculture include Michelle Belanger, a self-described psychic vampire who wrote a book titled The Psychic Vampire Codex, a manual of magic and energy work. Published in 2004 by New Age Press, Wiser Books, uh, Ballinger details a vampiric approach to energy work, which she believes psychic vampires can use to heal others, representing an attempt to disassociate the psychic vampire subculture from negative connotations of vampirism. There you go. They're trying to get it back, back into the positive deal. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about, you know, uh, the crazy folk that drink blood and stuff like that. Back in my high school days, I worked at a grocery store with a dude that thought he was a werewolf. I always thought that was very interesting. He would go away on the weekends to these retreats. I know two people that did these things. He was the weirdest one where he went away and he thought he was a werewolf and they would howl at the moon at night. Weird stuff. Um you know, uh, I've seen I, I've seen him almost fight somebody, and uh, the werewolf didn't come out then. So I don't know if the werewolf was scared, but he was very scared. I, I noticed that. I thought that, but that's always an interesting deal. I, I I don't know. I whenever I see 
sadly, when you're that delusional, there's got to be some type of heavy trauma there, not to be judgmental or anything. But when you really think that you're this, when you really think you're a, who am I to say, I guess, but when you really think you're a werewolf, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if we can be, I don't know. You might need to take some medication. You might need to take a nap. Yeah, I'm offended. You might need to take an extra nap. Identifies as a werewolf, man. Well, werewolf, is, it, it, but I mean, they're in the spade. It's, it's just kind of, it's fun. what's funny because we're on the ghosty show. So it's like werewolves are really just skinwalkers. You know what I mean? Which we talk about all the time. Who's the I'm wondering, yeah. I'm wondering if the vampire goes into the ghost too, where we have, we're talking about things that are here on this side of yeah. alive, you know, that there are the hungry ghosts too, which are found I think in just about um, like Chinese Asian culture where it's the idea that everybody, when you pass turns into a ghost and then the ghost sucks your life force and gets you to do evil things so that it doesn't die. Because if it doesn't, then I guess it, you die again while you're like, everyone's a ghost. And then if you don't get, you know, suck, get people to do, evil things then you get to stay longer i guess or something like that i'm not 100 percent sure on it but i know hungry ghosts are are a thing um particularly in asian culture where they're sucking um life force and getting people to do um evil things so that they're reborn yeah i know we talked about a few of the like the asian and you know japanese cultures and chinese cultures and they're kind of ghouls, if you will, that, they, that they're worried about. They're boogeymen, if you will, that they worry about coming around. That's a, There's a lot of energy taking. It's not killing. American is more killing, you know what I mean? They're more taking the energy and draining and making you uh, almost worse than death, I guess, you know what I mean? Right on the verge, so to speak. Um, do you know what the best defense against a werewolf is? Silver bullet? Vacuum cleaner. Oh jeez! Do you remember? Wait till, they, wait till they transform and then go at them with a vacuum cleaner. They hate it. That canine part of them just can't stand it. <laughs> I made a note of that. I thought I thought you were talking about cutting their hair, sucking up their hair. They're they're, they're all their other they're shedding hair. Do you remember the uh, in the nineties they had that weird vacuum hair cutting device? Anybody remember that? It's the Floby. The Floby. <laughs> I, you know. What a what an invention! I wonder if that's still kicking around. Got to be a thing. Now the Floby can't help you protect yourself against psychic vampires, or could it? You know what I mean. But what can help you? You know, ideally we would avoid these kinds of people, like the plague. However, always you know cutting them out of your life. Nor would we necessarily want them want to. When we have a family member, a boss, colleague who is a psychic vampire, we can't avoid spending time with them. Uh, there, there may also be people in our lives who have this trait, but also positive aspect that we love. In this case, we must learn to deal with uh, the psychic vampire without being sucked dry. Additionally, people can sometimes understandably get very needy when they're going through a difficult time in their life. We want to be able to support them without exhausting ourselves. Now, unfortunately, psychic vampires can easily spot who will give them the most attention. They are drawn to kind, compassionate, empathetic, and generous people. If you are, uh, if you are this kind of person, you may find that you have many energy vampires in your life. 
because you are compassionate. You don't want to cut these people out of your life. You want to help them. That's heavy. Um, but eventually, but uh, unfortunately, no amount of compassion will be enough for these kinds of people. And if allowed, they will suck you dry. They may try to make you feel sorry for them, or they may try to guilt trip you into spending time with them. They can be very manipulative and play on your good nature. So it is important to set up some healthy boundaries to prevent energy vampires from taking all of your time and energy. This way you will be able to keep enough of yourself to use towards your dreams and goals just for fun. You know what I mean? Um, so real quickly, you know, we got a couple things you can do, I guess, to protect, protect yourself from psychic vampires as difficult as it is, you know. Now, number you, one, huh? You ready I'm sorry. Do you think yeah. that a succubus is a psychic vampire? You well, know? I know that the succubus, they, you know, they, you know, related to mythology, mythological creatures, a sexual vampire, which is supposed to feed off sexual energy. Uh, and the sexual vampires include a succubi or an incubi. I think this one's got sexual nature all over it for crying out loud. You know what I mean? And, you know, the mo- you know we're all known, mo- mainly know the sexual vampire of the films where they, you know, they seduce you and they bite you on the neck. You know, there's a lot of sex in the whole culture of vampire, vampire shit. The shizzle. But number, un- number uno, numero uno for ways that you, yes, you, could prevent yourself from getting fucked up by a psychic vampire. First and most obviously, we might need to limit the amount of time we spend with energy vampires wherever possible. You know, it's not the easiest thing to do, as we said before. You could be family with them. You could be friends. You could be a co-worker. Uh, you could be in a situation where they're always there. That's horrendous. Um, I think everybody's probably worked at a job they ab- absolutely dreaded going to. Uh, and I think that that's a lot like that. I think there's too many psychic vampires of the ne- negative variety uh, at that uh, establishment. So you should probably try it. If you can, get another job. I know it sucks, but, you know, it, you know you'll feel better once you're out of there type deal. Um, number dose, choose the activities carefully. In addition to limiting the time spent with a vampire, choosing the right activity can make a difference. Staying indoors with them uh, with a film or a bottle of wine might be a bad choice as they will have you captive. So, uh, you know, this means they can command your attention uh, and there is little you can do to prevent them unless it's a boombastic film. And then by all means, lower the lights and put put the popcorn on. You know what I mean? Uh, Number three, practice self-care. That should be important for anything in life. After spending time with an energy vampire, you'll need time to recoup your energy. If you know uh, you will have to spend time with the draining person, try to play, plan a fun or relaxing activity for afterward, which is a lot. Don't you think it would just, personally, with you two, we'll start with Cindy Lou and then we'll go into Ray Boot. If you found a person, even if it was a, a coworker, a friend, or a family, if you realize this person was that, would you? What, what would you guys do? Would you try and figure out a way to kind of coexist, like this kind of is telling us, or would you try and get out of the situation? I've done both. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, I mean, I unfortunately gave up a family member, you know, and 
it, it was like flipping the lights on in the house, like at night, like it was just like, oh wow, my life is not so. If nothing's always good enough, you're not on. T- you know, just like it's just it's just one thing after another. And when all that stopped, I you know it, it like I said, it was like a whole new world. And it's sad because um, these are your relations and these are you know who who you are. But you you got to put you first. Um, and, and so, you know, cutting off, but then, you know, like you said, you have situations where you, you have to deal with these people, whether you like it or not. And I've just learned for myself that it's a growth. Um, it's not, it's not bad. It's just a chance to grow. I have been every single day trying to get something out of my frustrations. Um, so like yesterday, um, I told myself during my morning meditation that I wasn't going to be in a rush to go from thing to thing. Yeah. Um, that I had a succubus actually, well, she might, might be a succubus, but a, a psychic vampire, um, same maybe, uh, you know, on my tail, texting me, showing up at my house, asking me, um, you know, for money and, 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 and really, you know, draining me and, and making me question whether I should, you know, step out of my box and stuff. And then I was like, Oh wait, this is what I'm dealing with, you know, but it's a chance to grow and say, okay, I'm not going to rush from one thing. So I actually was tested at the grocery store. Julian and I went in for chicken wings, the salt and vinegar chicken wings at Shella's are so good. You have to try them. So good. Anyway, we're standing there. And this is nice lady and angel really came over. Cause I got this little five-year-old and she's like, do you want my number? Deli numbers, you know? And, and, and we're like six deep. It's this six, six people ahead of me. And I got this kid, he's five and we want salt and vinegar wings that we're starving. And she, and I was like, Oh wait, no, thank you. I said, no, thank you. Um, so I believe that you can, uh, you can fight the, the psychic, um, vampires in your life just by working on yourself and, and recognizing it and, and, and improving on yourself is, is the best way for me to fight them. <laughs> is it worth the drain though? You think you got to really stay on top of it, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's, I guess if you, if you become a better person, it's worth it. It depends on what, what that person means to you. You know what I mean? Ray, did you want to add anything to that? Uh, psychic vampires. I tend to distance myself from. Yeah. Um, if they're fem- family members, I will never abandon them in a time of need, but I also won't spend a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as their ability to drain, I'm a big one on protection. You can set up barriers so that people can't get in or they can't pull anything out of you. Yeah. And if you are in a situation where you're forced to interact with someone who is a psychic vampire... If you can generate enough positive energy, mm-hmm. because they are psychic vampires and negative, if you can throw out enough positive energy, <laughs> they will naturally shy away from you because they don't want that positive. Right. So between putting up some barriers and saying, oh, you want to feed on something? Here. Boom. Have all of this. They don't like it. Mm. If they can accept it, we can be friends. If not, we go our separate ways. You know, in the situation of, um, it says like family and stuff, you know, what, why do you think maybe like, like you're a boy. So we'll say you being the brother, why do you think a sister figure, you know, or whatever might have that ability and the other person not, you think it's kind of like the way somebody might have, 
like a medium ability, you know, way to be able to kind of sense things. What do, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think that comes from? Um, I could probably say two things. One, it's inherited, and sometimes it may be uh, passed down one person in a family, but not another. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, in many Aboriginal cultures, Native American being one of them, uh, when someone, a very young child, a baby, a very young, they suffer some sort of trauma. Psychically, they're left open. And whether, as they develop, whether they go to the negative or the positive is something they have to work out during their life. But that trauma from when they're young is basically what gives them their abilities and leaves them open to the spirit world. So it can be trauma at a certain point. Um, it can be hereditary. But I know that, okay, I'm a medium. And I know that uh, my mother was a believer. I've got a couple of sisters. They do not have abilities. My daughter does. My granddaughter does. So for some reason, it went from my mother to me, then to my daughter, one of my daughters, mm-hmm. and then to my granddaughter, but not anybody else in the family. Are your, are your sisters that didn't get, the, didn't get it, are they still, do they believe in like the paranormal world or are they more not so much? Uh, one, not so much. And one believes, but kind of ignores it a little bit. I mean, she's had, she's witnessed some experiences and stuff and she's kind of open-minded, but she doesn't embrace it or do anything. And the other one, uh, just denies it continually. Hmm. Do you think that maybe the deny, the denial might be one of those, well, I don't want to get into family stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, um, it's an interesting take how like one one kid can have it and the other one can't because you would almost assume it's got to be an openness an openness you know as well as like other you know ingredients go into the pie for like that to happen. But it's always interesting stuff, you know. Also, num- protect your energy is big. You know, when you know you're going to be spending time with uh, an energy vampire. You must, uh, a dracul, as we like to say, you must clear about, be clear about how much energy you are prepared to share, uh, as well as limiting time spent with them. Be clear about your own worth and value. Often psychic vampires target us because they are aware that we do not value ourselves as highly as we should. Very sad truths. A lot of people, I think, deal with that. I got the tattoo on my wrist. Yeah. Know yourself. Like it's that. so important, and 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 when it, it's my my tattoo on my wrist comes from um, the Oracle Delphi Temporal Apollo in Greece. You know, before you walk in, it's in a stone there, and it's uh, know yourself before you enter into anything. And I try to remember that and uh, and be mindful every day of knowing my triggers because I know myself and my limitations. Um, and I think it's important in in everything we do, um, not just battling psychic vampires. <laughs> I agree with you. That's very important. That's good advice for anybody out there listening, too. Definitely know yourself. And Well, um, I'll make a little confession here. I use a trick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Reiki master and certified teacher. 
And if I know I'm going into a situation where there are, uh, or I'm going to encounter uh, a situation with a psychic vampire, I will do a meditation to increase my energy. Mm. I will also open up and call on the healing and the energy of the universe. And when I walk into the room, I am going to project that healing and that energy of the universe into the room. So that kind of balances out the negative. And if they want to absorb that, they can. Because it's the it is that life force and healing that comes from the universe itself that I'm throwing back at them. Usually, what they do is make small talk and leave. Yeah, they don't like it. It's positive. Do you think there's a difference between speaking out to the universe and speaking out to like God or Jesus? Uh, with me, there's no difference. It's the same thing. That's kind of where I'm at, too. It's a lot to explain to somebody, but yeah, I'm with you on that. (laughs) Ray's like a real-life Care Bear. That's how I just pictured what was happening. Is like he walked into the room and Care Bear stared everybody down. (laughs) (laughs) No, there is is a a brief thing I came across in my studies, which is goes all the way back, but the, the most recent one is that um, you have two ancient and Paleo-Hebrew translations. Most of what we have now is uh, Greek translations. And what people don't know about in the Greek translation is sometimes it's two words, and when they go from the, it can be either one or two. Like in Greek, uh, un, the anointed one and the enlightened one are the same word. Mm. Now, translation after translation, we uh, and I've mentioned this on the show before, but um, if you go back to the, the uh, Paleo-Hebrew, the original translation for God is the everything. And the original translation, because if you look at it, the English translations out now, they say that the word and the word was with God. The original Paleo-Hebrew translation for the word is a verb, and it translates more into energy or manifestation, not a phys- not a word, a descriptive word. Yeah. It's a verb. So when you if you say well, you ask me the question, there a difference? No. Creation, the everything is God, and what runs through, animates, and makes it all happen—the manifestation—that is that energy. That is also from and a part of God. So it's one. And if you can tap into that, anything is possible. Believe that. That's beautiful. Well said. This is a heavy one for everybody. Number five. Check that you are not becoming a psychic vampire yourself. Oh. Oh. Been there. Done that. Unfortunately, moods are catching. After spending time with an energy vampire, you will be emotionally drained and may feel negative and cranky yourself. You know, but be careful that that negative mood you have caught does not mean you slip into being an energy vampire yourself. You might notice that after you have spent time with difficult a difficult colleague, you go home and snap at your partner or housemate. You know, it's true. You know, even if 
even going back to that irritating thing where you deal with irritating people and it kind of sits you on a, you might be a little snappy uh, going to the next situation. Or even if you weren't snappy, but if you went to that next situation to somebody else and complained about it, that's still a negative energy just to complaining about it. You know what I mean? Giving it that energy, that, that, that darkness. But yeah, you know, the best way to avoid being a victim of a psychic vampire is really just to take care of yourself and uh, try and keep your distance as much as you can. And if you you, you got to be with these people, you know, emotionally and spiritually know your limit uh, of what you're about of yourself, you're willing to give over uh, before approaching the situation. You know, uh, do you guys have any... Um, do you have any more further new, newly found opinions on the old psychic vampires, energy vampires, after this glorious episode? <laughs> newly found? No, they're out there. You just you just avoid them, and if you can't avoid them, then just meet them head on with all the positive you got, and after that, go back and recoup, rebuild positive energy. Cindy? Yeah, you sometimes win if you don't play the game. That's true. What's the saying? You always lose when you don't play the game or something like that? Mm-hmm. You lose 100% of the games you don't play. That's true. Make sure you got to redirect your energy where it needs to go. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's been proven that, you know, every time we have a thought, it leaves our brain, it goes out into the universe, and it does that. And so when we are having constant negative, it's going to come back to you, you know. Um, but these demons are set here purposely to test us, you know. And so it's our responsibility to choose um, and do right and, and work on our care bear stairs and, and spread love. And good positive energy as much as they are spreading negative and evil, which said earlier has just become normal and accepted and it's wrong. Yeah. You don't have to uh, crush out the evil in the world, just crush out the evil within yourself. So the fight isn't that big. You know, you can overcome anybody out there listening. You know, the glow within can outshine. All the sin, right, Ray? Hey, I put it in simple terms. You said it perfectly there. Thank you. And that was all off the top of my head. That was the, 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 the you know, that was not psychic vampire stuff. So <laughs> that was good stuff. That was just regular psychic stuff. All right. So with that being said, we hope everybody enjoyed this show. Uh, if you haven't listened to previous episodes before this happens to be your first time around, my goodness, there's so much for you to catch up on. There's there's all these Cindy Lou episodes out there that need to be heard, too. It's a beautiful thing. A happy birthday to Cindy. So, you know, spending her B-Day with us. Very fantastic. Honored. Yes, very The honor is all here. Um, and yeah, check out more episodes, check us out on social medias, the you know, Boombastic Streaming Patreon page, and uh, the Mostly Ghostly Show is a show from the Boombastic Media Network. Um, check that out too. And we'll catch all y'all 
on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. (laughs) 